welcome to the Cinema Man Podcast. I'm your host, John Murphy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Hurdle. John. Yeah, what's up? John, this is Matt. Can you uh, can you read me? You got a clear read on me? Over. I read you. Over. John, I'm, I'm in a bit of a pickle here. What's going on? I, uh, I was taking the bus home from my vegetable stand, and... Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> The since the bus got hijacked, apparently there's a bomb on it, and I have to go over well, 50 miles an hour, or yeah. this this bus is apparently going to explode. So uh, I'm going to need your I'm going to need your help on this one. You got like Google Maps or something? Because I can't I can't drive this bus and look at the look at my phone. It's not okay. safe. I've I've got you. Thank you, man. The the driver, he's he got shot. They let him get off the bus for some reason. Everybody else is on here. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. All right, you're gonna want to take the uh, stressful. Take the I-90 off ramp onto the I-55 on ramp. All right, hold on, hold on. We're gonna take a left here, everybody. Hold on. Okay. All right. We may we may have got a scratch there, but I think we're okay. All right. Good man. Uh, then take the uh, 76 highway uh, about three miles, uh, but there's going to be uh, uh, a bit of a traffic jam, so you may want. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go again. We're going left again. Okay. All right. We're good. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's get on this interstate. Okay, I'm getting on it right now. Here we go. I don't think it's been. Okay. Oh, it's clear. It's this. This road's clear. Yeah, it hasn't been used in a while. You've saved me, John. Yeah. So I can breathe finally. You should be smooth sailing from here on out. That's outstanding. Yeah. What was that? You're kidding. What? Uh, Matt, Matt. Who's kidding? What? Matt. What? What is it, John? What? I've got some bad news. What? The cops are coming? I need the cops. That's not bad no. news. That would be good news. Uh, this is bad news. Uh, what? Uh, about a mile or two up uh, ahead, um, the road has not been completed. John, John, I'm on an overpass. I'm like 40, 45 feet up in the air. Yeah, I know. I can't turn around, John. I'll go under the speed limit and we'll all explode and die. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I led you astray. I've only got one choice, John. I've got to jump it. What? Okay. All right, sisters. Sisters. Yes, you, the two nuns. I need y'all to sit down and calm down, okay? Quit being rowdy and stop swearing. We're gonna, we gotta make a jump up here, everybody. Yeah, that's right. We can do it. All right, I'm gonna floor it. We can make this, John. We can do it. It's only a, what, two, three-ton bus? We can jump 50 feet. Here we go. I'm gonna floor it. Oh, oh, geez. Okay. Okay, I see it. I see it, John. I'm coming. Oh, I can't push the accelerator any harder. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt, he didn't make it.
We didn't. Brave until Me, the end. The nuns, all the civilians, we died. <laughs> you would think, uh, you'd think that would have worked. You know, I, I would have thought personally that I could jump a bus like that, but that's, I guess it's because I saw it in a movie somewhere. <laughs> but I guess Howard Payne wins. <laughs> In an alternate reality, <laughs> Howard Payne wins. <clears throat> Good thing my name's not Annie. We'll just put it that way. Uh, hey, on tonight's episode, we are reviewing the 1994 action film Speed, starring Keanu Reeves, directed by Jan DeBont. This is a spoiler podcast, so if you've never seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, pause this episode, go watch the movie, then come back. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where we reveal what our next movie will be so you can follow along with us. If you would like to get in touch with us or give us your take on a movie, you can email us at feedback at cinemamenpodcast.com or check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemamenpod. If you would like to support us monetarily and have the means to do so, you can go to anchor.fm slash cinemamenpodcast slash support. We use the money to improve the quality of the podcast, so in advance, thank you very much. Let's get started with our review. I'm excited for speed. Airport, gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're 100 feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? In the basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? L.A. cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom. All right. That is the uh, trailer for Speed. At least part of it. (laughs) Yeah, part of it. Uh, All right. The plot of Speed. Matt Hurdle. Yeah. You you picked this movie. Yeah. Speed is a movie. It's an action flick. Uh, Thrills, frills. But did it have a good plot? So I want to start off by mentioning that this is directed by Jan DeBont. Yes. This is a name I wasn't really that familiar with before oh, but you are. we started the Cinema Men podcast. Uh-huh. And now that we've done the Cinema Men podcast and I've done some digging, I am a fan of this director. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got several movies that I'm a pretty big fan of. He's a big cinematographer. He's done some directing, um, but... Uh, 
man alive. He's done Twister, one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies. Uh, he did obviously Speed. He did The Haunting, which is a movie that I like that not everybody else likes. We might cover that one day. Yeah. Um, Speed Minority Two. Report. He did Speed Two, which you know we're not talking <laughs> about. He did Boom and Topper Safari Hunters in 2020. We're not really talking about that one either. But uh, this dude's got some movies. That, under his belt that I really enjoy. And so I just want to point that out because I figure a lot of our listeners aren't super familiar with him either. Um, at least not on a name basis, but you probably do know some of his movies. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that you're like, he's touched a lot of movies you love, but Mm -hmm. just behind the scenes because he was a prolific cinematographer. Oh, he's done a lot. Yeah. A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. So if by any strange uh, reason he's listening to this uh, in the Netherlands, I don't know where if he lives in the Netherlands anymore or not. He's from the Netherlands, but I'm a fan, sir. Thank you for your work. Uh, that said, let's move on to the plot because that's yes. what you're asking me about. That's what I asked. Um, you know what? The plot doesn't matter. Not in this movie. Yeah. I mean, the plot's fine, right? You've got kind of a revenge case with this crazy X-Bomb squad cop <laughs> who's uh, got a vendetta against our main hero, Jack, uh, played by Keanu Reeves. Uh, the, the villain's played by Dennis Hopper. His name's Howard Payne. And mm-hmm. uh, it starts off with an elevator. This, this cop feels like he got screwed out of his pension and he's trying to get some money. That's it. That's his motivation. Uh, it starts with an elevator. He tries to hold a bunch of people in an elevator hostage and he gets thwarted by uh, Jack Travern, which is again, Keanu Reeves and a guy named Harry, which interestingly enough is played by Jeff Daniels. That's <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd pick up on that. You know, uh, what can you say? <laughs> Sometimes names follow uh, people uh, just like roles do, I guess. But yeah. um so they thwart him. He gets mad at him. So he plots revenge by putting a bomb on a bus and then calling Jack Traven Traven and saying, Hey, there's a bomb on the bus. Uh, he goes to try to fix the situation and they wind up after somewhat fixing the situation on a subway runaway subway car. And then they have to fix that situation. And then the movie's over. I mean, that's the plot. It is adequate. Uh, and the reason I say it's adequate is because this movie is absolute jet fuel action. Like <laughs> it is nonstop, uh, intense, awesome action. Um, and, and so that's why I say really the, the plot doesn't matter. Um, mm. But uh, to talk about it anyway, I guess it's fine. I, I like the plot. Um, it, it is an adequate vehicle for all of the action scenes. Uh, I really was into all the characters. Uh, I liked the main players, which are uh, Keanu mm-hmm. is Jack, Dennis Hopper is Howard Payne, and Sandra Bullock is Annie. Uh, and then all the supporting characters were great, too. Um, I, I don't want to get too much into the acting, but everything everything just fit. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I only really had one nitpick with the movie, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, may probably in the miscellaneous, but um, yeah, the, the plot's the plot's fun. You know, this movie is the it's just a quintessential fun movie. Yeah, I will 
take your response and I will say I really like the plot um, for an action movie. They do a lot of setup that they didn't necessarily have to do to establish characters and motives and all this stuff. And I think they did a good job with it. Um, you know, the movie opens with Keanu and uh, Jeff Daniels. They are running upstairs in a high rise building to save some passengers on an ele- elevator. And that whole sequence, like that kind of just sets things up to establish, you know, Keanu is a uh, heads first, like fix the problem immediately kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Daniels is the wiser, more veteran. He's uh, kind of bomb- yeah, the tech, right? Like yeah, he's got the bomb, the bomb user. Yeah. And he's kind of got Keanu under his wing, but not really because they're equals a little bit. Um, and then you got uh, Howard Payne, who's played by Dennis Hopper. You kind of get his initial motivations. He's just one. He wants money. <clears throat> um, and they foil his plan. But then you got the bus, the whole bus situation, which takes place throughout the most of the rest of the movie. Um, I do think the movie is silly and ridiculous, uh, even though it has a fairly solid through line plot. There's a lot of stuff that happens that makes no sense that couldn't happen ever. Um, <laughs> such as jumping a bus over a 50 foot or whatever it was gap. Like that's, that was the biggest one for me. Yeah. That, that I don't see any way that like, so that was a practical effect. They actually jumped a bus for that, but they had a ramp set up, you know. Yeah. In the movie, they're on a <laughs> slight incline, but it's I mean, it's it's like ten degrees maybe. It's a tiny incline. Yeah. There is no possible way that bus is making that fifty foot jump. <laughs> it would have just went head first into the road. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Either but that or or I'll, it would have stopped this. the bus and then the bus would have blown up. <laughs> I, I didn't catch on that many that's impossible things, though, other than that one blazing example. Um, well, the basically 90 degree turn that they had to do, that wouldn't have worked. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> a, a bus probably wouldn't make that. And it, yeah, and when it's plowing through all those cars, staying above 50, I don't think a bus has that much power. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All and right. <laughs> All right, point made. <laughs> Getting all the stuff and then not being able to drop or not dropping below fifty. Um, it's an action movie, John. Yeah, I'm just saying. With it. I'm just saying. Like the, these things are going through my head while I'm watching the movie, even though I'm enjoying it and I think the plot is interesting and the high level A to B to C makes sense. It's just some of the stuff in between that is like. Eh, Probably you wouldn't tell work. me a guy cannot dig a hole underneath a recycling bin in New York City <laughs> and no one would notice. <laughs> um, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, we can do we can do those in miscellaneous. I guess that makes more sense because we did that for Night of the Lepus and uh, that was pretty good putting them there. Um, I do like the Die Hard on a Bus concept. Um, great, good, ingenious. I don't know how they hadn't thought of it until then. Uh, the ending went on way too long. I don't think the subway scene should have even been in the movie because it was like, really? 
Yes. I loved the subway scene. It was interesting, but it was like, come on. He, it's basically day one. He's stopping a bomb on an elevator. Day two, he's on the bus. That's the entire day until the, whenever that stops. And then you think the movie is over. Everything's fixed. And it's like, oh, now there's a subway. <laughs> there's They're on a subway. And now there's a problem with that. And he's got to go fast. He's got to speed to solve the problem. Uh, just a little too I, on, the, on the nose. See, I thought that the subway section, like if we just ended with the bus, we would uh-huh. never get the conclusion to Howard Payne's story. Because he would have uh, just got away. He would okay. have gotten completely away with it. The subway was necessary <laughs> so that he could meet his end to really end the story. That's how I, that's what I think. I know he wasn't in speed two, but uh, that could have been the setup for speed two. The well, return of Howard Payne. <laughs> that might have been a better, a better idea. Yeah. But they could have, they could have resolved his thing a little differently. I, I'm not saying it should have just ended there. I'm saying they should have done something different that didn't involve another thing that had to be, that was broken, that had to be pushed to its limits to, you know, it, it was right. like, fair enough. I, I was uh, thrilled out at that point. I was like, we need a, a soft ending, but I did enjoy the parts of it. I just thought it didn't belong. I, I could have been cut. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> but I, I did like the plot a lot. Um, even though there were some silly things. Um, anything else you want to mention? Um, I'd kind of like to talk a little bit about the characters. Yes. There's a lot of because for an action characters. movie, yeah, for an action movie, this is particularly character driven. Um, the the whole of the movie, for the most part, takes place on this bus, and you've got uh, you know Keanu or Jack. I'll, I'll start calling him Jack. Jack is on the bus with all of these civilians who are just normal folks, and they're in this situation. Uh, you've got a smoking hot Sandra Bullock who's kind of taken the lead. And the only reason she winds up taking the lead is because she was there when the bus driver got shot. She was the closest mm-hmm. to the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that character who is, is an amazing character. I guess we can just let's start with Annie because she's pretty much the co-lead of this film. Mm-hmm. Um. What a cool character, right? You've got this girl who's who's on hard times. She's lost her license. She has to take the bus. She's struggling to get through the world, I guess. And she finds herself in this situation and she really like reaches down and finds that just, I don't know, that, that thing inside of her that got her through this, you know? And she was like, of all the passengers, she seems like she would have been the perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Everyone else at some point kind of loses their cool or has a little freak out. And she pretty much stays cool the whole time. Yeah. And she manages to drive this bus through all of these horrible situations. And um, that was great. Um, you've got all the different bus characters uh, among which we have Alan Ruck, uh, who's famous for his role as Cameron in um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on there. He's like a businessman. Uh, you've got what? Um, there's uh, the oh, – I'm trying to think of some of the people that are on there. There's Ortiz, this really large gentleman. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got this one guy who's like uh, a, a criminal who's gotten away with something, and he thinks that Jack gets on the bus to take him down, and he causes some problems. There's an elderly couple on the bus. Um, Beth Grant as Helen. Yeah. She's the lady that freaks out and wants off the off the bus. Yeah. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um there's just like every every character you kind of get to know a little bit because the whole movie takes place just on this bus. You can't help but get to know them. <laughs> and the fact that this is an action movie that takes the time to kind of introduce those characters to us. We don't get backstories or anything crazy like that, but we do get to know these people a little bit. And the end result is we wind up with a stake on this bus. Like we, we actually care about these folks, you know, they're, they're good people. They don't deserve this. They're caught up in this mess and you're cheering for them to get out of it. And that really shoots a little bit of extra edge into that action. You know, because you're you're pulling for these folks. It's not like just mindless explosions. It's you know we have a dog in the fight, and it's because yeah. of this character concentration. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it it's not every action movie that would care to establish even the amount of character that this movie did, which it wasn't it wasn't a whole lot, but it was just enough that you. You form an attachment with these characters. <clears throat> um, I uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to sing its praises for that. It, mm. And you know, it's not just the bus characters, right? One of my favorite characters in in the entire plot was uh, Glenn Plummer, who played the Jaguar owner. Right? He, he's just this guy. He's got him a Jaguar. He's how life he's having a great day and then all of a sudden jack just hijacks his car and he's like are you insured and he's like yeah why and he just crashes his car and the poor guy just has the worst day ever but you know he gets a great story out of it yeah well acted like i I feel for this dude so bad but at the same time like you know you got to do it like i would hope that my car could be used for something that heroic you know someday that would be cool it would Mm -hmm. suck but it would also be cool you know um the the villain Howard Payne, uh, you know he's a regular villain. Like he just wants money. He, he doesn't have any weird pretentious motives or anything. He feels like he got screwed over by the department, and he wants money, and he knows bombs, and he's a little bit loopy. Um, he's kind of a uh, what he's he's crazy, but he's not character. Yes, um, and, and that makes him really scary. Mm-hmm. He's one of these guys where it's like, you know, you know, he wants the money, but does he care enough that, you know, he he wouldn't just blow himself up? You you never really know the answer to that question. He he's a great great villain. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Dennis Hopper's an amazing actor, but this is a it's a really cool character too. Um, yeah. it, it's just a bad guy who you know he he's not. He has no alter, alter no ulterior motives, right? Mm-hmm. He's just he he wants the money. He wants to get money, and this is how he knows to get it. Yeah, um, I, I do agree. Uh, however, I think Dennis Hopper makes that role more interesting just by him being in it. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's yeah. amazing, right? Yeah, uh, but, but I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and say someone else couldn't have done it. Yeah, I agree. But the characters was awesome. The, the character itself was a grounded character. He's not a, well, I want to blow up 
uh, stuff because I like to see the world burn or I like to watch. He's not a psychopath. Mm-hmm. He's just a guy that felt like he was done wrong and he wants his, <laughs> um, which is approximately $3.7 million. The uh, the cops, too. The cops are all likable, like they're doing their best. Um, everyone's just doing what they can to try to solve this problem. Um, yeah. Really, so, really like Harry, Jack Dan- or Jeff Daniels character. Yeah. I really like him. awesome. Yeah. He was so, sort of beaten down. He was sort of like uh, too old for this stuff. But at the same yeah. time, he was still in it. Like he was interested. He, he wanted was, to help. Uh, he was the Danny Glover. Right. Yeah. To, to uh, yeah. <laughs> to make a lethal weapon comparison. Yeah. But um, yeah. So you know, we don't really have a spot to discuss characters. So I definitely wanted to bring that up here. Yeah, and I think that's a good spot for it. This this is why, right? This movie, to me, as an action film, is set apart, not necessarily by the plot, but by the fact that there's so many characters that we actually care for which really ramps up the uh, the intensity factor, at least for me. And, you know, it, it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, DeBont also did Twister. And in my opinion, Twister is the same thing, right? You, you almost develop a relationship with the tornado chasers in that film. And so you have a lot more stake when everyone's in danger. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I am I am a huge fan of this style. Yeah, I like I said, I I think the plot is spectacular for a action flick. Um, there's so much that they didn't have to add that they did, and I think it makes for a better viewing experience. Um, all right, well, this is probably a good time to get into acting. All right. Um, and I want to say, first off, that continuing what I said about Dennis Hopper, he always plays a good bad guy. Like... He has this way of sort of, I always say he sort of acts like your uncle. Like he's sort of nice (laughs) to Mm -hmm. his uh, captors and stuff, but at the same time, he's crazy uh, and bad. He's a bad guy. Um, Wait a minute. Are we talking about speed or water world? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. Like, right. He's a little more insane in water world, but um, same, same thing. He, when he's talking with Annie, when he's like talking with Jack, he's like, Oh, Jack, old boy, um, you shouldn't have done that. And it's like, <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> just like an uncle, you know? Uh, but at the same time, he's, he's trying to kill people. You know, uh, I really I, think that gives him some points, you know? He, he's too old now, but I would, I will, I want to now that you've said that, you've said that. Sorry. I want to see Dennis Hopper play the Joker. I want to oh, see yeah. prime Dennis Hopper as the Joker. That would have been memorable. I think he could have done it. Oh, a hundred percent. He could have done it. Yeah. I, I think he would have been, I've never, well, he'd have to turn it up a notch. Yeah. That's but, what I was thinking. But he did a little bit in Waterworld. Like we saw a little bit of that there. He would just have to turn it up even more than that. Mm-hmm. But he's got that presence that, you know, I'm, I'm a normal guy, but, I can snap at any minute and you would all die just mm-hmm. because I want to like he, he could, he can do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's great in this. 
and then we've got Keanu, of course. Oh, and Keanu, my boy. <laughs> a lot of people. So I would say this is a movie, believe it or not. This is a movie that if you're a person who thinks, ah, Keanu, he can't act. I feel like this is a movie that I can point to where he can act. Yeah, he definitely does. This is one of his best performances. Yeah, it's not great. Like, it's not an Oscar winner, but... It is, actually. He didn't win an Oscar for this. No, but this movie won two Oscars. (laughs) Yeah, not for acting. Not best actor. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, But it's pretty good for an action movie, and he... He puts a good performance in, I thought. You know, I was a little jarred at first watching him in this movie because I'm so used to him as being kind of the dark, shadowy John Wick, uh, you know, uh, the Matrix, um, that kind of role. I'm so used to that now, the Johnny Mnemonic. And in this role, he's a very clean cut, but dangerous kind of edgy cop. Mm hmm. And that was a little bit jarring for me. And that's not fair to him because that's a typecast from the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, it, it didn't take me but about, oh, 30 seconds. And I was right there with him. I was in it. You know, uh, he really like seriously, I think this is one of his better performances that he's ever done. Yeah. Um, there's no hokey parts that I look at and I'm like, oh, come on, Keanu, yeah. Keanu, whatever. Um <laughs> No, everything's believable and great, and he really sells the action and the danger, and it's just ah, so good. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think he's better in the Matrix, the original Matrix. Uh, but that's the that's the role where he was. I feel like that's the role where everyone was associated him with not acting because mm. he was supposed to be that way. He was supposed to be kind of just detached, detached, even healed like no emotion no real big emotions but that's not what this movie calls for yeah. it calls for to have emotion and be a human being like, dude you are so right i, I said kind of shadowy edgy figure what i meant was emotionless you're yeah. exactly right because in this movie he's not that he is every bit he's vol- <laughs> excuse me he's volatile he has fear he's He's brave. He's uh, he's got the whole range. He gets mad. He gets upset. Uh, he has a love interest that actually you see emotions with. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. You gave me a revelation right there. That's exactly what it is. It's because he's emoting here. He's yeah. intense and, and lively and just dynamic. He's acting. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me want to just stop for a second and go. Whoa, 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 far out. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think I think that's some, people just uh, oh, they forget man. about his some of his roles. You hit uh, the nail on the head. I want to, I want more of this kind of Keanu. Yeah, how do you say it, Keanu or Keanu? I say Keanu, Keanu. Okay, that's but what I'm going with. I think sometimes I probably say Keanu. Maybe I'll call him K Reeves, <laughs> Reevesy baby. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, then you got Jeff Daniels, who I've already talked about, but great, he, great. I didn't. It's been so long since I've seen Speed that I didn't remember he was even in this movie. Oh, I, I same. I, I have not seen this movie since it was like a newer movie in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, so when I saw him at the opening of the movie, I was like, "Oh, 
Yeah, Jeff Daniels is in this. <laughs> and his uh, name's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, it was a little like, I was a little uh, apprehensive at first. I was like, ah, is he good in this? Uh, but he is good in this. He's, he definitely he, is. He plays a great part and it's, it fits him. Like he, he, once again, he's also known as the stupid comedian, like the dumb, like slapsticky com- comic guy, mm-hmm. but he's not in this. I mean, he's funny, but he also has, is able to pull off that serious tone. Yes. Uh, San- Sandra Bullock was great. Oh my gosh. Outstanding. Outstanding yeah. job from Sandra Bullock. Yep. She did um, wonderful. I mean, that's that's probably a really tough role to play. You know, just the normal kind of plucky woman in the city, I guess. Yeah. Who gets stuck in this situation and has to kind of overcome that and, and be the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, she's amazing in this. Yeah. And not a few, not a lot of movies before this that she starred in. I mean, she was in Demolition Man. Uh, a few lesser known movies, Love Potion Number Nine, uh, but this was. Oh, I remember that movie. That was a great movie. I didn't know yeah. she was in that. I like that movie. Yeah, um, but I this one in Demolition Man, I feel like were probably her breakout roles uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Demolition Man came out the year before ninety ninety three, <clears throat> uh, and then it just started the net. Time to Kill, Speed 2, of course, Hope Floats, Practical Magic, uh, 28 Days, Miss Congeniality, and then, you know. Yeah, then she kind of fell out. But she's back now. (laughs) She's got one movie out right now and another one in production. Yeah. Uh, uh, So The Lost City is out right now. And I've heard that that's really funny, but I haven't been able to see it. Uh, And she's in another movie called Bullet Train, which is coming out later this year. But I've always liked her. I think she is really good at playing that normal female role, mm-hmm. um, which makes things really grounded. And it was perfect for this because she is just a normal person. She's in wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Um, but she makes do <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, without without acting too much like she has a has control of what she's doing. Um, and then the supporting cast was all great, like we've talked about Um Alan Ruck for sure had a, had some really funny moments and uh, the uh, uh, guy who got his Jaguar stolen. What was his name? Um, uh, Glenn Plummer. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, so just a, all around the casting director, whoever decided on these guys was spot on, I think. Yeah. I mean, this is, this was what? 94. So yeah. a, a lot of these names weren't very big in 94. They were up and comers. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a, some great casting. Um, honestly, yeah, I don't have an issue anywhere. I, I thought everybody did great, uh, especially mm-hmm. for an action movie where you expect some real cheesy stuff. You didn't see much. Like everybody was believable. And, oh, yeah. I forgot about um, uh, Joe Morton as Captain McMahon. Oh yeah, he did great. Also, yeah. Terminator Two, baby. That's um, right. That's yeah. right. He's the, the doctor in that movie. It's a guy yep. who has the arm that they go see. <laughs> yep, great. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, had some good one-liners too. 
But yeah, do you have anything else to add? That's I, I think really good category here. No, I mean I I agree. Like usually, especially in action movies, acting is pretty easy to pick apart. In this movie, it's not. Everybody does a great job. All the supporting characters are good. Uh, I'll point out there's a relatively small cast as far as the main cast is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've pretty much got the the three leads, which would be Jack, Annie, and Howard Payne, and then you've got the the kind of just underneath the lead characters, and then you've got the side characters, which are the people on the bus, and really that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one else really in this movie other than small small parts. So, um, yeah, everybody did great. Yeah. It's weird to uh, say that about an action movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But good. This is how they all need to be made. Art direction, cinematography, and visual effects. What did you think of this category? Outstanding. Mm. I uh, you would say that. <laughs> I, I can't think of a single scene that I saw where I thought, oh, that looks bad. I've got one. Every, everything, in my opinion, looked pretty dang good. Um, you know, the, the explosions were great. The actions was believable. The, uh, the shots were real tight and it was easy to tell what was going on for the most part. Um, the, uh, I mean, there's special effects everywhere. They all are great. Um, I, I guess the only one I can think of that looked a little rough was the elevator when it was falling, the crane like busts through a window and it starts like peeling metal back. Um, that was a little, eh, like that was a little CG looking in my opinion, but, uh, everything else looked great. Um, (laughs) this movie, I mentioned it won two Oscars, the Oscars that it won, uh, were in related to, uh, to sound and editing. So, um, I'm not the only one who thought it was good, I guess. Yeah, it won Best Sound, and it won Best uh, Effects and Sound Effects Editing. Uh, It was also nominated for Best Film Editing, uh, which I think shows because, like I said, every shot is tight, meaningful. There's there's no part in this movie where I'm like, man, let's get it moving. Yeah. Um, and I know you kind of felt that way when we hit the subway, but but for me, I I did not. I was uh, I was all in. (laughs) Um. The uh, the lighting was good. Uh, you know, a lot of work went into being able to film all of this in a bus. Uh, they had a whole bunch of buses all rigged in different ways. Uh, they used a, a classic Hollywood trick a lot. Um, most of the time when you see Sandra Bullock in the driver's seat, she's not driving that bus. Uh, there's somebody on top of the bus in a driver's seat that's actually driving. Um, and, you know, that's that's kind of standard for uh, for movies like this. But you, you really can't. You have no clue that that's going on. And, you know, they have buses where the whole front is like encased with glass and cameras pointing in at all kinds of angles. And it never feels like we're not going fast in a bus in a rough situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Awesome. Good special yeah. effects, good editing, good sound, good art direction. Uh, it's an action movie, so it's not artsy farty noir stuff, um, but it's it's very palatable, you know. Yeah, for sure. I think this is one of the most perfectly edited action movies I've ever seen. Um, I just you you have to consider what they're trying to do. 
because <laughs> because making a bus look like it's going over 50 miles an hour in a city and making all these turns and twists and whatever and you consider how they had to edit all that together to make it seem believable shows you just how well the editing was done and you can yeah. look at this <laughs> and you can reference another movie that's on the other side of the spectrum which is Night of the Lepus and it's like there's a guy in a rabbit costume here's a real rabbit in a model here's a close-up of a rabbit yawning now here's some blood effects now some lightning effects now some firecrackers another guy in a bunny suit yeah yeah they took something that was unbelievable and made it unbelievable and this was unbelievable and it was made believable and so i feel like the editing was really really good and i'm I didn't realize it won an ox or was nominated for film editing, but it sh- it deserved it yeah. um, for sure. The, yeah. uh, the the editor for this film, by the way, was a guy by the name of John Wright, um, who is famous for another movie which he was uh, nominated for. Uh, that being the Hunt for Red October. Ah, yes. He did not. Uh, he did not win in either category, but he's been nominated twice for his editing. Once for this. Uh, speed in 1995 and then again in 91 with uh, the hunt for red October. Yeah. Well-deserved the nomination anyway. Um, That being said, there are a few spots that look bad. This isn't the editing. This is into, I guess, visual effects and cinematography, but uh, just real quick before we move on, uh, would you like to know who won, who beat him for editing? Uh, 94. He had stiff competition. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So here, here are the nominees that he was up against. Are you ready? Okay. Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Hoop Dreams. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And the Shawshank Redemption. Dang. What a mean. group of movies. <laughs> I don't know which one would have won that one. That's the winner was Forrest Gump. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's why he lost probably. Another year, he may have taken that one. But, my gosh, that's some of the steep, worst competition I've ever seen. All of, all of those movies are amazing. Yeah. See, in that in that instance, you're happy to just be nominated. Because mm-hmm. you're among giants. <laughs> um, okay. But the, sorry. I'm sorry for the derailment. No, that's fine. The jumping over the freeway. Terrible. Well, okay. All right. Here's the thing. All right. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh Yes. Yes. It it was not realistic, but it looked good. I don't know if it did. I mean, yes, the bus jumps about 10 feet before the end of the road somehow. You know, maybe there was a ramp on the road before or we couldn't see it, but it looked cool. Uh I thought it looked cool. Yeah. It was the part that got me was there's two spots. One when they hit the the incline that's only about one foot deep, and mm-hmm. it's about like you said about ten degrees up or whatever. It's like that's not a ramp. No. There's no way they would just fall into. And so that when it started, I was like, that's not going to happen. And yeah. then they do they do a side shot of the bus like floating in the air. Um, and and they probably that's they actually ramped the bus. Yes, that's why it's so cool. They literally jumped a bus. (laughs) But it's like after you've seen it 
the initial thing you're like ah oh, that's not gonna work <laughs> now when they land that was cool when they actually landed it on the other side that was neat mm-hmm. uh okay but that that's the only gripe i really have the explosions were great they still look good to this day um i really like the elevator sequence visually like mm-hmm. the cutting of the cables the blow the explosion of the cables um how the elevator it the bottom part of it explodes and this lady falls out of it and almost falls to her death um the very tense moment when the elevator they find they find the opening and they're trying to pull people out wow oh, that's so like, tense oh, yes slowly, yeah you're like someone's gonna get cut in half oh um, it's so tense yeah very good uh trying to turn a bus 90 degrees and having them shift to one side and the bus is on two wheels or through whatever it was. It's all, all on one side. That was a neat shot. Um, really, really engaging. And it makes sense since Jane DeBont was a cinematographer that everything would look really good and make sense and not look wacky or weird. Um, so I think this category is great. I, really think it makes a lot of the movie what it is. Yes. Uh, all right. Turtle power. <laughs> uh, score. <laughs> so uh, not to sound like a broken record, but again, amazing. The score is awesome. Uh, you've got a classic theme that you still hear used all the time today. Uh, you know, you watch an Oscars now you're probably going to hear this theme at some point during that during the show like it's very (laughs) commonly used it's very iconic um the you know the the music is intense it matches the the movie um the theme is just iconic and spot on uh i I love it i love the score Mm -hmm. yeah it's really thrilling um like you said it matches what's happening in the movie uh did you catch any Metal Gear Solid in there? <laughs> Mm-mm. No? Uh, well, I did there's not. A, there's a, uh, if you've played the video game Metal Gear Solid, uh, there's a, I think it's when Snake dies. Whenever he dies in the game, you uh, hear this. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, I, think, I think they took fair. some from. Wait a minute now. Game. Oh, okay, I was going to say this movie was before Metal Gear oh, yeah. Solid. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. They clearly took inspiration from Speed on this. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a great score. It's, it's, one of, it's one of those ones you can listen to on its own. Get you going in the morning if you <laughs> if you haven't had your coffee. Um, good stuff. Now, miscellaneous. <laughs> You seem to indicate that you had something. I have one thing that bothered me and it took me a while to get over it. And I still don't know why it's in there. And I think it's dumb. Okay. And there's only one thing and it's very minor, but I have to mention it because it really, really bugged me near the beginning of the movie. When the elevator sequence is going on and the cops pull up to go in to the building to cover the situation. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You see a scene of uh, one of our main actors, not a main actors, but one of the actors um, who looks very familiar. And, and I, I, I don't know who it was. It might have even been Jeff Daniels. I, I don't remember who it was because they didn't speak. They just get out of the car and walk in as far as I remember. But they're driving a blue car. Mm-hmm. And they're pulling up to this building to go in and deal with the situation. The car, for no reason, jumps like four feet in the air. That was Keanu. And it lands perfect. <laughs> and then they just get out of the car. And I'm like, what? Why was this car jump here? This makes no sense whatsoever. Thank and you. Thank it, you it for remembering still that. It bothers me. It bothered me the whole movie, and it's still bothering me now. I loved this movie, but that part was just... It was dumb. There was no reason for that car to jump like that. <laughs> yeah, there. That was our. <laughs> that was too early in the movie, and I ended up forgetting about it. But yeah, I, it, 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 it wasn't just a little like I went up about th- an inch off the ground because I was going too fast. This thing was like four feet in the air <laughs> jump. Like what? And it was about. It was turning on its side, so you know that when it landed, it probably would have flipped. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, That's crazy. Um, so I've got that. And then I have another one that I'm actually glad is in the movie, but also kind of bugs me a little tiny bit. And that is the ending of the bus scene. Mm-hmm. So they wind up basically spoofing a video feed uh, back to Dennis Hopper. And they use that to get everyone, sneak everyone off the bus. And then they rig a, a rope and uh, the accelerator so that the bus will keep moving. And then they escape on like a little metal slit to get off the bus. Right. Mm-hmm. That part's fine. I have no issues with that. Why did they direct the bus into the middle <laughs> of a crowded, fully functioning airport? Why not just drive it out into the middle of the runway? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Instead, I have- they steer it into a giant, giant plane and make an explosion that's 10 times what it would have been. <laughs> I have a better question. Why did the airport not completely evacuate when there was a <laughs> bus with a bomb on it circling tarmac? This jumbo jet just slowly <laughs> creeping right next to the bus. <laughs> and you see the guy that was taxiing the plane out. He just runs off. He's like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, he stays in there. After it blows up, he's like, oh, we're going to get out of here. I'm like home he, like everybody else. He's Taco Bell in a bathroom attack. Like He just takes <laughs> off, but not like a full sprint. It's kind of like the, the poop shuffle he's doing, you know, like, uh, like that, I, I'm glad that's in there because that explosion was amazing. But it was kind of like, come on, like, yeah. really, just just drive the bus out down the runway into nothing and blow it up out there, you know? I think uh, what it was you just really said, close to the terminals. Yeah, really. <laughs> I think what you just said also aligns with what I was trying to say earlier with about the subway scene. I'm glad mm-hmm. it's there, but also it could have just ended after the after they fixed. Resolve the bus. Thing. Oh, I'm glad though. I'm I'm glad yeah. for all of that extra stuff. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. That being said, the subway. It was so funny that the one thing that they had problems with on the bus, a unfinished road, they also had the same problem on the subway. 
the subway wasn't finished. <laughs> yeah, that's the subway true. line wasn't finished. <laughs> that is true. And they did the same thing to solve it. Just go faster. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't actually notice that, but you're you're exactly right. It's the same thing. And then it I, didn't make it didn't make sense to me that like the thing that they did was go faster and they ended up crashing anyway. I, there was nothing that they would have run into, I don't think, if they hadn't gone faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. If he had say, stayed the same speed, the same thing would have happened. It just, they wouldn't have crashed so hard. Right. I feel like, but. Yeah, they were like, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. They were running out of track and he had to get the, he had to put the gas all the way up so he could derail it before they crashed. You're exactly, it was the exact same thing. But hey, look, the name of the movie is Speed, okay? Uh, it's yeah. not slow down. I get it. I get it. Speeding tickets. Yeah, I get it. Um, But also on the subway, the only thing that works on the console is the accelerator. Mm-hmm. The brake doesn't work. The <laughs> thing, the other thing doesn't work. Nothing works except for the accelerator. The movie's called Speed. Uh, uh, what else? What else we got? Um, there were a lot of things yeah, that I was like, that, that couldn't happen. <laughs> Man. Turning 90 degrees. Uh, on a dime with a bus that's going over 50 miles an hour also wouldn't have worked. <clears throat> uh, Howard Payne knowing where Jack is and knowing exactly what to do in an age where there were no cell phones, no real cameras or anything was a little unbelievable. <laughs> well, yeah, but they did it in a believable way. Uh, yeah, you know, it, he was doing it through a radio feed, through a UHF radio feed, which is feasible now the range maybe not as much mm-hmm. but um i mean what they what they, what he said is completely like doable mm-hmm. on top of that you know the way they do the loop is also exactly very doable they went to a nearby camera crew said hey can you find this signal and they mm-hmm. did and they recorded it and then they broadcast the signal with a higher power so he intercepted that not knowing that it was overpowering his original signal I it, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. But I yeah, I know what you mean and it's not very likely that you would get that solid of a feed, I don't think, over UHF, but yeah. I might be wrong about that. And I also uh referencing the fact that he planted this bomb in this elevator. He got foiled and he had time to find a bus, plant a bomb there, get everything ready. Uh, in less than 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, for the next thing. And I was like, eh, a little, little unbelievable there. But. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. There were, another thing was like, um, yeah, like cops, cops appeared way faster than they actually would in almost every situation where they appear. Right. You know, like the... Uh, yeah, the the bus is like, oh, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, there's 20 cops all around them. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone in that city is uh, going wild because there are no cops around. We're going to go bust this dude. All of a sudden, the SWAT team's at the house. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> he must have been close. Yeah. Which I guess realistically he was if he was close enough for the radio feed. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to point out. Yeah. 
unrelated to what we're currently talking about, but uh, Keanu Reeves, K Reeves, he, uh, Reeves, he did almost every stunt himself in this movie. Mm-hmm. There were mm-hmm. a few, very few he didn't, but he did almost every one of them, uh, which is something because there's a lot of dangerous, scary stunts in this film. You could tell too. You could tell when it was him, when it or and when it wasn't. And I, yeah, I thought it was good. So that that is super cool. Uh, I think I heard Dennis Hopper did a lot of his own stunts also. A lot of a lot of scenes of the Twin Towers in this movie, which can make some people uncomfortable. Yeah. Be be ready for that if you watch it. They feature pretty prominently in a lot of shots. Uh, One thing I'll mention is that the opening credit sequence really kind of threw me for a loop. You know, I hadn't seen this movie, like we mentioned, since the 90s. And the... uh, I expected it to be just all bus all the time. I didn't remember the elevator sequence at all. Mm-hmm. And when the opening credits start up and you're like going down a large, like industrial looking elevator shaft, which you don't know it's an elevator shaft. I was like, what the heck is this opening sequence? <laughs> You've got the, um, the music, which is really nice, but I, that really threw me for a loop. I was just like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah. At first, I was like, this is, I don't like this. But then I was like, oh, the, the, they start from where the elevator is, and they go all the way down the building to the point where the cops come in. And I thought that was interesting traversal of like, this is where they, the cops start, and this is where they have to get to. Mm-hmm. Sort of kind of uh, relating to the audience how far up they have to go and... Uh, Keanu and Jeff Daniels express that more when they start calling out the floor numbers. Mm-hmm. 32, 33. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they had to go up all the stairs. <clears throat> uh, so this is, this is interesting. I think you'll enjoy this one. Uh, we've mentioned before, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, that I used to not be a very big Stanley Kubrick fan. Um. Mm-hmm. Through the course of doing this podcast with John, I have changed sides, and I'm now a pretty big fan of Stanley Kubrick. Uh, well, it turns out that the director of Speed, uh, once again, that's Jan DeBont, uh, is also a big Stanley Kubrick fan. And mm-hmm. he tends to put uh, references to Kubrick movies in his films. Mm-hmm. And there was one in Speed. Do you know what it was? It was very blatant, but if you weren't looking, you would have missed it. Blatant, huh? It was. Yep. Uh, I didn't catch anything, but I so, didn't miss anything. <laughs> near the end of the film, when they crash out in front of the theater. The, the subway? Yeah. yeah they, they, they pop out and they crash in front of a movie theater there. Yeah. The movie that's playing is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't notice that. <laughs> awesome. But now I want to go and uh, look through DeBont's movies. Because if you think about Twister, yeah. right? They're Twister watching The Shining. Shining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to go watch his movies and see if I can find these references now. Oh, that's cool. Super cool. All right. Overall thoughts and star ratings. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go. All right. Um. So as we've already said, I we both watched this movie years and years and years ago when it first came out. 
And I'm like, Matt, I don't think I have seen it since. Uh, maybe on TV, you know, snippets and whatnot. Uh, and I had forgotten how good of an action movie this is. Um, it's just full of thrilling action, uh, albeit a little silly. It still is edited such that it makes sense and it gets you into the movie. Uh, the characters are pretty fleshed out for an action movie and that helps uh having the opening scene with Keanu and uh saving the people in the elevator was a big win I think for them to do that rather than just start them on the bus <clears throat> uh really good acting by Keanu and Sandra Bullock and Dennis Hopper and Jeff Daniels uh the music is great and it's one of those movies that's just silly enough that it's, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Lots of really fun one-liners and comedy bits, but also mixed in that really good action and a a plot that, you know, it's, it's not going to win an Oscar, but it makes sense. It's cohesive. It, it's not like a commando where you're like, well, why is that happening? That doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing that? Um, so overall, really good movie. And <laughs> I would watch it again. So uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It's a good store. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to mirror you a lot here. Um, you know, it, I hadn't seen this movie. I had kind of forgotten about it, and it was off my radar until it came time for me to pick a movie. And I was just kind of looking through lists of movies from the nineties and I saw it and I was like, I want to watch that again. Uh, and I'm so glad I did because in my opinion, John, and I say this out of complete honesty, no, no pandering or anything. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of the greatest action movies ever made. Whoa. Um, the plot is engaging and interesting. The characters are just fleshed out enough that you care. It's intense. The action is just all throughout the movie. Uh, there's lots of just crazy tension. Um, you've got all of these actors who were at that time pretty young, uh, really just shining. Uh, the The score is great. The editing is some of the best in the business. The, uh, Man, I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. Um, I'm tempted to give it a 10. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, but I just don't think it's a 10. It's all it's almost there. But when I think of movies that I think of in my head that are 10s, this movie doesn't – it's not quite at that level. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But that said, um, I strongly feel like this is one of the greatest action movies ever ever made um i like this better than die hard uh, a lot better than die hard i i I just i love this movie man yeah um so i'm gonna give it a very strong nine um also maybe like i said i'm really tempted to tend this movie because i was so blown away and i can't believe that this had kind of faded into memory for me Uh, and i'm so glad we revisited it can I, can I sway you a little bit? What What do you got? I was going to give this a 10, 
But because of the subway scene, I gave it a nine. Yeah. But you like the subway scene. I did like the subway scene. I, I thought it fit. Um, it, it did have some silliness, but like you're saying, the way it was That's edited, part of the movie, yeah. The silliness never was a factor for me. I never looked at anything except the car jump at the beginning of the movie and the bus, the big bus jump scene and thought, Oh, that's ridiculous. Everything else. I was just like, "Ah, this is cool. You know, (laughs) even the subway part, uh, was it unbelievable? Yes, but it's an action movie. Show me an action movie. That's not unbelievable. And also not a military movie. That's based on a true story. Yeah. Right. They, they just don't exist. Um, I'm thinking about it. Turn the wheels are turning. You know what? I'll do it. I'm giving this movie a 10. Put this movie in Matt Hurdle's list of favorites. Uh, (laughs) If you're out there and you're listening to this movie and you're like us and you haven't seen this since it was a new movie, or if you're young enough that you've never seen this movie, um, Go watch this movie, especially if you're an action fan, because this seriously, no joke, one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Definitely go see it. Uh, Once again, you topped me. I'm I'm on a roll. What can I say? This may be a new whole new chapter in the year. Have we switched to a new trend? (laughs) Are you going the pessimist route and I'm going the optimist route? We'll see. Yeah. But really, All right. dude, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about this except those two things. Yeah. I was thinking almost the same thing earlier today. I was like, is speed really as good as I think it is? But, I mean, it's, it's your opinion. So if you think it's great, it's great. <clears throat> and see, here's the problem. And this is a problem, right? What did I give Raiders of the Lost Ark? I gave it a nine. So I'm saying I like speed better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, which sounds like an issue (laughs) when I say it out loud together. But you know what? I'm not worried about comparison. I'm going with what I feel and how I feel and what I think about it. So enjoy your 10 speed. It was well earned. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. All right. Time for some Spice Awards. Spice Awards. We have four categories, best actor, most underrated performance, favorite scene, and favorite quote. Best actor. Uh, for me, easy. Uh, hands down, Sandra Bullock is Annie. This should be it. That is a dead end. There's a turn. I can't make that turn. You can make it. No. Keep left. No, Keep left. Can. You make it wide. Oh, God, we're going to tip over. We're going to tip over. You're right, we're gonna tip over. Everyone on this side of the bus, now! Right. On this side of the bus, as far as you can, please! I think she had the, the hardest job of the three leads, uh, and the way she she just acted her heart out in this movie. She was believable, uh, like right on the edge of a full-on anxiety attack, but holding it together because she knows she's got to to keep everybody alive, uh, pushing past her limits to get it done. Um, you know, she was believable. Uh, she managed to still kind of deliver the jokes every once in a while, despite all the trauma she was going through. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, extremely believable and amazing performance. And, uh, to me, an easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. She, like we saw said, she 
plays that down to earth kind of person really well. She's very good at being relatable, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, scene where she, that uh, woman dies, she just she breaks down. She, yeah, she just kind of shuts down. She goes catatonic for a little bit and then starts crying. Yeah. That's the one moment where she couldn't take it at. And it makes sense. Um, <clears throat> I picked Keanu Reeves as Jack Traven. Traven. Traven? Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. Jack. Shoot the hostage. What? Take her out of the equation. Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? Shoot the hostage. <laughs> Harry, this is wrong. He's gonna blow it anyway. Why? I don't know, gut feeling. Right now, Mac outranks your gut, so we sit. Surprise. Uh, I love Keanu. I, I think he's a underrated actor, and as we've said, I think this is one role that demonstrates that he is an underrated actor. He can act. <laughs> it's just the roles that he picks a lot of times are uh, lacking in emotion or... He's very typecast in that bit, yeah. Yeah. It requires a, a certain person. And I think that's why he gets those roles, because he does it so well. Um, but he's also capable of being just a normal, acting as, an, as a normal person. <clears throat> and this is a great showcase for that. Uh, yeah, he just has... He, he runs the gamut of emotions. He's, he's brash and headstrong uh, at first. But then he ends up losing Jeff Daniels uh, to that explosion, and he's distraught. He is scared. He's angry. Um, he he does it all. And you know something I really appreciate about his character and his acting of that character is that he doesn't always have the answer. You know, right. like like when they're going to jump the bus. He, he says, I have no idea if this will work, but it's our only choice. We've got to go for it. And he's like, he makes that decision and he sticks to it. And he's like, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so cool. It, it wasn't a, don't worry, we're going to make it. It was, you know, we got to do this. We can do it. And That's she's awesome. like, oh, we're going to make it. And he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all they can do. Yeah. I, I liked that angle a lot. That's the diehard on a bus angle. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just a normal dude. Like he is a LAPD police officer, but he's not accustomed to uh, being on a bus that is about to explode if it goes below 50. And, you know, I love it. There, there's a line in here where one of the cops looks at him and says, Jack, do you have nine lives? <laughs> it, like it, it really feels like that. He's constantly in these situations where he's about to die and he just gets out barely by the you know skin of his teeth. So. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was great. It didn't come across as superhero-y like no. Commando, like you're saying. It, it just seemed like he was lucky and in, in, in the right places. But mm. so, yeah, he great. Uh, most underrated performance. Uh, another easy one for me, although not as easy. Uh, I was really tempted to give this to none other than Glenn Plummer. 
of the driver of the Jaguar because I enjoyed that character so much. <laughs> he acted that out so well, uh, and I really appreciated him. But I did not give it to Glenn. Uh, instead, I gave it to uh, what to me was a more obvious choice in Dennis Hopper as Howard hmm. Payne. What do you think, Jack? You think if you pick up all the bus driver's teeth, they'll give you another medal? You think I wouldn't have been prepared? Two years I spent setting up that elevator job. Two years I invested myself in it. You couldn't understand the kind of commitment that I have. You were in a man's life's work, and you think you can walk away. You got blinders on to the world. But I got your attention now, didn't I, Jack? Why didn't you just come after me? No, this is about me. This is about my money. This is about money due me, which I will collect. $3.7 million. It's my nest egg, Jack, at my age. You've got to think ahead. When I find you... Pop quiz, hotshot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. Mm -hmm. um, underrated might be a little bit of a stretch there because it's Dennis Hopper. But in my opinion, this villain has the potential to be as iconic as Hans Gruber and Die Hard. It, it's a great villain. He's uh, he's a normal guy who just got fed up and now we have to deal with him because he's ex-bomb squad and has all of this knowledge and he knows all the cops tricks and he's always a step ahead of them. Um, and you just don't know how crazy and how far down he's gone. You know, mm -hmm. like, you just don't know. He's a normal guy who snapped. You don't know what he's capable of because we've never seen this before, you know? Yeah. Um, outstanding. Outstanding character, outstanding performance. Of course, Dennis Hopper always gives a good performance, but um, I had to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I will always gush about Dennis Hopper. He's just great. Um, so... I went with Jeff Daniels as Harry. Oh, another good choice. Harry. Harry, it's Jack. You better not be calling in sick because I dragged my ass out of Harry, he's alive. What? The bomber. He's back. He hit one in Venice already. Fire chief said there's nothing left. Temple. We just got a ransom demand from your dead terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? What do you think? I gotta get on that bus. Only because it doesn't seem like he would fit in this movie, but he makes it work. He and sure does. I really liked his performance. I thought he I thought he was dead at the beginning. I, I'd forgotten that he survived that, but they really give you this sense that he's gonna die. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um he just didn't die as soon as I thought. Um but he's great as the uh veteran bomb squad or tech bomb squad guy that kind of is the partner of Jack Traven. And yeah, I, I just like him. I, he was really good at that. It's, it's sort of the uh, phone home guy. Like Jack mm -hmm. is out in the, he, he's the um, owl, well, owl, owl, owl of, of this movie. Dennis Copper calls him the brains of the operation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's the Al, Al Pal, like from Die Hard. Like he's the one away from the action, kind of radioing in and, and providing support. Uh, and he did that well. 
and he was good at figuring out who um, Howard Payne was. He was instrumental in that. Um, really good. I I can't say enough about it. It's 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 a really good performance, and I don't think he got probably the recognition that he should have for it because it is Jeff Daniels. He's the he's the ha 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 funny guy, and um, was probably overshadowed by Sandra Bullock and Dennis Hopper and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, uh, you know I agree with you. Um, that's an that's an outstanding choice. Uh, I like your choice better than mine, actually. But um, that said, I I would love to see him in more cop movies. He played the cop just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would he would be great in another cop show. Yeah, like a buddy cop movie would be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, righty, favorite scene. This one's harder. Because I like every scene, just about every action yeah. scene. I was just like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Yeah, um, I had a really hard time choosing a scene. Uh, however, I, I wound up settling on one because I had to, uh, and that is whenever um, Jack goes under the bus to try to defuse the bomb. My gosh, what a tense scene. Like <laughs> he's underneath this bus. You've got a non-bus driver civilian driving the bus, trying to keep it steady and not kill the guy who can save them. They're their only hope pretty much. Mm-hmm. He's underneath it. There's from out of nowhere tires flying around, which I it never made it clear those tires were coming off of the bus, right? Yeah, because they did the kind of like uh, they popped the tire kind of. They ran over they, spikes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you've got road debris flying around. He's trying to figure out this bomb. Uh, the the cable winds up getting faulty and he's just clinging underneath the bus and the, the people like find a way to get into the bottom of the bus. Thankfully, someone had some tools, a little, little plot armor there, but <laughs> they they pull him up through the bottom of the bus and save him. And that whole sequence, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Like I knew he wasn't going to die because I've seen the movie before, but <laughs> it's still extremely tense. And, you know, he's down there trying to defuse a bomb while all this is going on. And it was just what a cool scene. Yeah. And I can't imagine the logistics that went into trying to film all that mess. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that one for me gets the gets the win. Just having the idea uh, is is interesting. Like mm-hmm. who came up with the idea to have that happen that way? It's, it's right. really cool. To think about people sitting in a room hashing out ideas. That would be really fun to do. To do. Uh, I went with the other scene where Jack is dealing with the bomb, but it's the one where he's uh, 
assessing the bomb under the bus and relaying info to Harry through Alan Ruck, who plays Stevens. There's a pretty big wide. Brass fittings? Brass fittings. I think I can reach the circuit wire. He can reach the circuit wire. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. That's a, that's a decoy, classic. That's your classic decoy. What else? What else? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, darn. Oh, yeah. He's just kind of hanging down and looking. Yeah. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, My wife and I were both laughing out loud because Alan Ruck is this. um, He's a tourist. He's not from the area. Mm -hmm. And so. It's clear that he keeps. We're going to the airport. What's wrong with that? I've already seen the airport. (laughs) (laughs) They look at him weird. Um, Yeah, he seems like a uh, mild mannered person. Um, And so he's trying to relay info to Harry, and he's doing a good job. And at the end, uh, you know, Jack is like. and I'm 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 Ruck in this situation, but Jack is like f me, and Alan Ruck is like, oh darn, <laughs> he's relaying it back to Harry because uh, he can't cuss. Um, but it was a very funny scene, and it really stuck with me, just because it sort of represents it's both tense because he's trying to assess this bomb it's cut with humor and that's kind of how the, the entire movie is to, in some, to some sense. Uh, so I really liked it. Yeah. It's a good choice. Uh, all right. Final category, favorite quote. Oh, there's so many, so many, there's so many, you know, I was originally going to go with a quote from your favorite scene, uh, which is where, uh, you know, Keanu, he sees the bomb and he finally gets a good look at it. He's relaying the instructions and uh, the guy is trying to, I guess, be polite. <laughs> but uh, he sees the bomb and he sees all the C4 strapped to it and he just yells, fuck me. <laughs> and uh, he relays on the radio. Uh, he goes, uh, oh, darn. <laughs> he didn't want to cuss on the radio, which made me laugh. But that, that's not the one I picked. That's just my honorable mention. Uh, the one I picked for is... is uh, at the very end of the movie, pretty much when uh, Howard and Jack are on top of the subway car and they're wrestling and they're fighting each other. And um, in that moment, uh, Keanu starts pushing him up and up because there's this signal light coming up and, uh, Jack, huh? What do you do? You're so smart, right, Jack? Shit! I'm the guy with the plan, because I'm smarter than you. I'm smarter than you. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, I'm taller. Howard's looking at him and he's like, I'm smarter than you, Jack. I'm smarter. And he pushes his head up and he winds up getting decapitated by this light and uh, a pretty brutal looking sequence. And then Jack just yells after he dies. Yeah, well, I'm taller. <laughs> and it was right. I mean, it's just a zinger right at the climax of the you know the end of the movie when the bad guy finally gets it. He gets his little zinger in there. And I was yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> that's cheesy and great. And yeah. there's not a lot of cheese in this movie, but that that was definitely <laughs> a little bit of cheese. And I, I'm here for it. I really liked it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, though, because that, that's what this movie is. Um, yeah, so I just want to say before I give my quote, this is part of the quote, sort of, but it's not. So there's a guy on the bus. He's a large Hispanic man. And Jack doesn't know his name, of course, because he's never met him. And the first time they meet, he calls out to this guy. He's like, hey, Gigantor. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's both really insulting, but also funny. It's like, when did he come up with that? I mean, it was the 90s, right? You yeah. He's, <laughs> and then he proceeds to ask this guy for help. It's like, I'm, I just insulted you, sort of, but now I'm asking you to help me. Uh, but anyway, it's the quote that I have is between the Jack and Ortiz, Ortiz is his real name. Um, but Ortiz says, uh, you're not too bright, man, but you got some big round hairy cojones. And Jack says, that's very gross, Ortiz. <laughs> and Ortiz says, huh, can't even pay him a compliment. <laughs> that's very gross, Ortiz. <laughs> I don't want to think about big round hairy cojones. <laughs> Oh man, he was very detailed with the cojones. I love it. Uh, yeah. All right. You know, All another right. scene. I'm, I'm gonna point out one more scene before we cut it off. Okay. And I know this is out of context. We were at the end of the show, but I want to mention this scene because I loved it. Mm -hmm. That's the scene where uh, Jack gets on the bus. And it's near the beginning of the bus. He gets on and he's trying to explain to everybody what's going on. And he's having a hard time. Everyone's like, what is this crazy person doing? And then when he tells them he's, he's a cop, a guy gets up from the back of the bus with a gun and points it at Jack. And you get this real tense standoff. The, the guy had committed some kind of a crime and he thought that Jack was after him, trying to arrest him. Mm -hmm. And uh, what a, that was such a great scene, dude. Cause it's already tense. And now you've got this extra thing, just adding danger out of nowhere. Like it's just completely out of nowhere. And of course there winds up being a, a white knight on the bus, so to speak, you know, a guy who tries to help the cop out, which makes things worse, which mm -hmm. gets the bus driver shot. Mm -hmm. uh, who did a great job, by the way, the bus driver was also a, did a great job. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just wanted to mention that scene because I thought that scene was was really good. And it, it was, I didn't expect it. I didn't remember it. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming at all. And it's just like, oh, oh, my gosh, what else could happen? You know? Yeah. But th that's plausible. Like mm -hmm. there's a hundred, you know, a very good chance that there's a criminal on a bus in a big city and a cop shows up uh, suddenly and <laughs> the criminal reacts because he assumes he's after him. 
Yeah. I liked it a lot. And uh, to give a shout out to the bus driver, whose name was Sam, uh, that was played by Hawthorne James, um, who's famous for what he was in Speed. Or in, well, of course, he was in Speed. <laughs> he was in Speed. <laughs> he was in Seven. Uh, he, oh, yeah. You might recognize him from that, but uh, great actor and did a great job. All right. Well, that is our review of Speed. So now is the moment we've all been waiting for. The moment that I we pick our next movie. At least you and me. We've been waiting for it. <laughs> uh, so I decided to delve into one of those movies that I personally think is great, but maybe others don't. Uh-oh. We're going to have a fight, aren't we? It's risky. It can be risky. Uh, the best of the best incoming. <laughs> well, hopefully not in your case. <laughs> uh, but I picked uh, the 1990 um, fantasy comedy, uh, Mr. Destiny. I've never starring, seen that. Starring James Belushi, directed by James Orr. Hmm. Hmm. I don't um, know anything about that movie. Okay, go in cold. <laughs> I'm going to. If, uh, if you can. All right. This one should be interesting. <laughs> this is a fantasy movie. I had no idea this was a fantasy movie. All right. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to the Cinema Men Podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Head on over to cinemamenpodcast.com to check out new and old episodes. We always love to hear from listeners, so if you have a suggestion or want to give us your take on a movie, you can email us at feedback at cinemamenpodcast.com or check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemamenpod. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.